My Breast Kept Secrets is the podcast by Nicole Joseph Chin. In this podcast series, you would hear stories, discussions, conversations, and secrets that we and our guests have been keeping. These secrets are some of the discussions around our breast shame, our breast fears, as well as our breast power. We welcome you to My Breast Kept Secrets. Here we share. We all have one secret that we've been keeping about our breasts. We are so excited to get it off of our chest. Conversations we keep on our chests and close to our hearts. My Breast Kept Secrets. As the leader and pioneer in breast esteem advocacy and education, it's important to speak with our guest Candice as she is a young woman and it is important to discuss and to delve into her breast esteem journey and to talk about her breast kept secrets. and warmed by the company of Candice Andrews on this episode of My Breast Kept Secrets. We all have one secret that we've been keeping about our breasts. Here we share. Welcome to My Breast Kept Secrets, conversations we keep on our chests and close to our hearts. Welcome, Candice. We are so thrilled to have you on our podcast. Thank you so much, Nicole. It's amazing. I just love the concept and I am so excited for us to unpack what we are about to do at this moment in time. I'm really, really loving it and I've been loving your community so far. Thank you so very much. And we're going to delve into some of the mysteries because usually we have some dark and unusual secrets that we don't acknowledge as breast trauma or breast fear or mental blocks around things that avoid us from embracing our breast esteem. So this conversation today is going to be about a deep dive and something that is, again, relevant to Candice, to Candice's journey. And our topic and title is My Breast Discovery. So Candice, it's with a joy and pleasure that I ask you to share with us your breast discovery. <laughs> wow, where to start? That is such an, an interesting question. I believe what well, I was raised in a very sheltered home, and um, you know everything in terms of conversation was screened for me and my siblings 
So there was never anything that we spoke about in terms of sexuality or our body, how we feel about our body or anything like that. So I believe I only truly discovered I had these beautiful things called breasts on my chest was when I entered secondary school and I realized, wow, everybody, this thing comes in so many different sizes. What's happening here? (laughs) So it was really, really interesting. I think um, one thing that was really traumatic for me was when I found out that our school was um, going to pair up with uh, all-boys school to learn how to swim. And of course, like any teenager, you're excited to learn how to swim, but my issue started when I realized I didn't have any breasts to um, feel like a growing young woman to probably, you know, feel comfortable wearing a bathing suit and, you know, feel attractive and all these different things. So it was very, very difficult for me. And um, it was so bad that I said, okay, I will try and do something to make my chest look and appear as though I have breasts. And wow. I don't know what I was thinking. I I kid you not. I took a <laughs> I took um, bounty paper and I filled um, this padded bra I was wearing with with um, the bounty paper. And, <laughs> and I Tell us what happened. I was <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Candace, you're going into water. This is bounty paper. <laughs> yes, baby. It may soak up some of the water, but guess what? Eventually, it's going to like deflate. So I remember everybody, you know, the whistle went off. Everybody jump in the water. Yeah, everybody's splashing, having fun. What I realized, my friend was like, Candace, something is coming out from me under your arm. I was like, what do you mean? It's like some kind of white thing. I don't know what it is. And I was so embarrassed. I had to jump out of the pool, head over to the, the locker room and get everything out. I said, Candace, it, it can't be worse. It can't be worse than this. So just take out everything and go out there. And yeah, it was revealed to everyone that, okay, Candace really have no breasts. But you know what? At that moment, I just decided it, it'll be fine. Probably when I reach at form three, things might be looking up. But yeah, it still didn't. So <laughs> so that was my first encounter where I realized, hey, all right, Houston, we have a problem here. I don't have what it takes to fill a bra. And at that time, training bras was like a big thing. But you had to have a training bra that actually fit well and look well and you know, was fancy enough. So when you're changing your clothes, people will be like, "Woo, that's so colorful. That's so nice. But that was not my case at all. And yeah, so here I am some years later and nothing much, Nicole, has changed. (laughs) Wow. So Candice, that you say that is interesting. And you know, I, I I did express a little bit of laughter at the beginning of your story only because I knew what was the anticipating outcome in terms of the napkin slipping out and revealing something that you were trying to disguise and to pretty much give another appearance of. But Candice, that is a serious, serious thing. And it's serious because you are among so many young women 
and it would have been during your adolescence that have these kinds of experiences and desires and it's really because of what pop culture and so many other social spaces have taught us but you know you said something that is interesting you said you didn't have what it takes to fill a bra but what i want to ask you is really and it might sound like a trick question what does it take in your opinion to fill a bra hmm. Hmm. yeah um i wanna i wanna take this question as another angle and say when i found out that um your breast is made up of mostly fat to some extent and muscle i was like hey i should be happy i probably don't have much fat you know or maybe i'm not working out enough to get the muscle to grow or whatever it is i wasn't too sure but um it goes way beyond on what it takes to fill a bra and what that looks like because i know um after experiencing my grandmother losing one of her breasts um because of breast cancer i realized hey it was very challenging for her to wear a bra it was uncomfortable so she started to stop wearing a bra so then the question went on to okay what is the purpose of a bra and why do we wear it and um i've realized more and more that i have a issue with wearing clothes that you know um might be close fitting and revealing probably the nipple area and i don't want that to happen we call it the headlights i don't want that to happen so the bra protects that but i believe in terms of what it takes to fill a bra you really have to go deep within and say here's what what do i need what does my body need what what do i want to use this bra for for protection for safety for security and um later on in my life i realized that you know i may not <laughs> my breast may not say um an a cup or b cup or c cup but it's my breast i am healthy i am well and one day i'll become a mother and it might change you know so filling it is not um the quest it's about what what do i need to protect me and what is self care looking like in terms of me loving my body just the way it is you know so um so nicole it's it's been i cannot lie to you it's sometimes i really wish that um my breast did appear a different way but um i've been learning how to be comfortable with it you know i'm not uh, um cuz i always make this joke when my friends they are some of them they have like you know as people like to say a full rack and of course that is a statement that we actually have to unpack as well but yes, i always yeah. make the joke and i say you know give me some now give me some and you know you have to be able to embrace your own so full in the bras mainly for me um can is full yourself with love full yourself with compassion full yourself with peace and forgiveness and embrace the body that you have right now you know that's powerful and beautiful and that is actually the answer that i was looking for because technically when we are speaking to women so many times around the world from different cultures different backgrounds different nationalities one common denominator throughout is usually that similar conversation around what does it take to fill a bra and that is really an esteem question particularly because 
we've been conditioned to think that as you said a full rack is a full rack for that whole issue around endowment but a full rack is relative and it's really also relevant to a healthy relationship with your body a healthy relationship with your breasts as well as a healthy peer of breasts and you also would have referred to your grandmother's diagnosis and you know many times i'm often moved particularly as a breast esteem specialist and someone who has been deeply invested in women's health over the years i am quite invested in that conversation around what is the defining factor of a pair of breasts particularly because so many times we've been shown images that are very misleading and it is what we've been forced to aspire to when in truth and in fact there are also so many challenges that happen inside of that space that may not even be clearly defined and shared so there are a lot of myths so i wanted us as well candice and thank you for sharing i want you to share with me further because your vulnerability we appreciate it a lot and your sincerity around where you've been on that journey i want to ask you what myths have you embraced that have been part of your breast journey? <laughs> yes, myths. So it comes back to this whole idea of the full rack. Sometimes people say you're not a full woman yet because you don't even have full a full set of breasts, you know, and that's a myth um, because we know a lot of athletes, because of the work that they do, the, um, the fat and the muscle um, components, um, they may appear small or firmer um, or less, how to say, um, looking like breasts, but it is breasts. So I, I don't know why persons will have those myths. And these women are full-grown women. They are mature. They are at the height of their career. So, of course, that is something else that people need to pay attention to. I think another myth for me was, um, you know, you don't have um if it's not upright um it means that um you won't get a husband or no one will be attracted to you so there were a lot of myths around how they look and um if if gravity caught it before time or not and all these different questions you know but um i think the main myth for me that um struck me for six was the fact that um you know you you don't have a visa body and i'm still trying to learn what a visa body is so sometimes when i go to the beach um you know i i just prefer to wear a whole bath suit a monokini if you may call it that way because if i am going let's say to maracas which i haven't been for in a while because we know our situation um i I fight with the waves a lot and I don't want every time a wave passes knocks me over <laughs> I have to be readjusting this bikini right through and sometimes because they make it with the padding inside you have to readjust the bikini straps plus readjust the padding inside and that's a lot of work 
So I rather wear my monokini. And of course, with the monokini, um, it doesn't really come with any padding or any extra support. It is what it is. And sometimes it could make your breasts appear flatter than it really is. So sometimes, you know, I, I, um, I, sh- I used to struggle with it, but now I realize when you are showing that you are uncomfortable with something and it shows on your face and in your body language, it spreads like a cancer telling others around, hey, she's uncomfortable, so we should be uncomfortable about it. And the moment I realized, hey, I am so free and comfortable and I could flip and jump and roll in the sand and get tumbled over by a a big wave and I'll still be okay. I'll still be comfortable, you know. So I think the monokini keeps everything in place. And that myth about, you know, you don't have a visa body, you don't have a beach body, a beach ready body. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but... All I know, I came to the beach to relax and have a good time. And I don't have to be bogged down by what people think about what my body looks like or not. You know, and um, in our culture, there's a lot of people who say, um, well, some some males will say, well, I'm a breast man. And if you don't have no breasts, I'm not even going to look your way, <laughs> you know, in our, our, our or they will say, I am a butter man or I am a man who love a shapely woman and, and what is shapely? All of these things are perceptions that we would have formed over the years and of course, culturally um, not much persons have stopped persons in their track and say, hey, that's somebody's daughter you're talking about, that's somebody's mother you're talking about that's somebody's sister and you would not want anyone to be talking to any of the females in your family in this manner you know, so it really it really goes down to the core of you being self-aware, you being self-embracing, you understanding that this is my body. It's the body I was given from the most high and it's perfect for me, you know. So um, we have a lot of persons in, in different parts of the world getting breast implants and so on. And of course, all of this is personal choice. But it goes back to ask, am I okay with my body? Do I have a healthy breast esteem? Is my breast my breast friend? <laughs> you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And you know exactly what you were saying. And Candice, I, I am I'm really listening deeply to you. And I'm hearing that that experience that really began your breast trauma which was your swimming experience, still plays heavily on your experience around choices, particularly your choice of a swimsuit, particularly what may have been that underlying experience when you had your swimming moments with your peers. So again, you know, when we, when we understand how we embrace things and how we triumph over what might have been at some point a challenge or traumatic experience it's good that you can actually come out of there stronger and with a definitive choice about how you are going to go about what that excite that exercise and that experience is so thank you for sharing uh in terms of a cultural reference you know, it's really very important that you struck upon that. 
and that you talked about that because in some hemispheres and in some parts of the world you know and it, it actually it actually applies almost to everywhere but somewhere some places it's even more dominant where the body and the anatomy has so many references to what someone sees as appealing and again you know we see it in commercials we see it in fashion we see it in art we see it in so many realms where of course the anatomy has been singled out and specific parts of the anatomy has been singled out and then of course as you also referenced it becomes an issue around surgery or enhancement and surgical enhancement which in some instances also doesn't make anyone much happier so we have to also understand that sometimes even those choices don't come back as a good outcome but might come back to haunt that person but in terms of the fears that you have owned around your breasts would you say that there's one specific fear that you might still have that is your breast kept secret and i know this is a question that's going to break into your vulnerability and into your privacy but i am going to ask because we're talking about things that we've kept close to our chest on our chest and close to our hearts and if it's time that you feel that you want to share so that you can empower someone might there be something that you might have considered as a fear that you have owned that has to do with your breasts yes yes and that looks like in two ways for me um so i'm an online host and i'm also an in-person host so i host weddings and graduation functions and that kind of thing and i always pray that the day that i have to host in person that the bra that i have with the best padding is washed and clean <laughs> but that's cause... my job that's my job why are you worried about that I, that's what i will do for you <laughs> Is so, that your only fear? No, <laughs> if that's your only fear, it's relieved. And no, alleviated. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Let me let you speak then. And then um, and then I I realized a couple of years ago that um I don't know, it, it just crossed my mind that my breast looks the most healthy when I'm going through that time of the month, you know, um that menstrual cycle, and I'm like, hey. You know, we're really looking, you know, really good today. And when I check back, it's because those are the moments that I was going through my cycle. And I said, I said, oh my gosh, Candice, like you. So I don't, I used to wear clo- clothing with cleavage, right? But I don't anymore. Um, mainly because I just kind of want less attention drawn to me. So when I used to wear the, the cleavage clothing, um i would really really look forward <laughs> to when that time of the month was coming because you know things things look really really looking good <laughs> yeah it was looking up literally and then i found out this way of getting makeup to contour the inner lining of your breasts to make it appear a certain way and i was like no candace you've taken things too far so in terms of uh those are my best breasts kept secrets but those are not fears anymore um i think the fear that i it's not really a fear but more of a concern 
And something I want to be responsible for is that a lot of women in my family has, they have lost a breast or two. And um, I know psychologically what it does to a woman, to an individual. And so I think the, the major concern for me is making sure I do all my tests, making sure that I, you know, secure things because long ago I used to, you know, throw my uh, my bra in the washing machine and then the bone will stick out and then I'll be walking around with this bone sticking me and reminding me, hey, you either stitch me up or throw me in the bin, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, all of these things, you know, we have to be conscious of because that simple thing as the bra bones stick in your breast it actually could cause complications later on in your life so i think my major concern and not so much a fear is to just be aware of my breast health um in addition to my breast esteem so Candice tells us that she's now finding consolation and comfort with a bra that she found that she loves. Let's hear what Candice has to tell us. I, I spent a long time trying, trying on and fitting on and trying to figure out, okay, do I want to buy this? Do I want to buy that? And recently I came across a really good brand, which I want to keep for life. It's a life changer and saver. So I am, um, yeah, Nicole, I don't think I have any more fears. Maybe if we were doing this podcast two years ago, yeah, I would have had like 10 on the list. But right now I just have more concerns than fears. Well, thank you. And it's important to have concerns that keep you alert and keep you sensitive to and keyed into wanting to make sure that your breast health is of the highest importance so that's that's you know necessary for applause and particularly because it's a message that really has to be shared and spread and i remember you said as a girl growing up you know there was a limitation around body awareness as an open discussion and uh, that you say that there's a family history of breast ailments and you know breast removal and loss as a result of it would actually probably have been something that might have even brought a level of i wouldn't say fear but rather avoidance of you know confronting or discussing because it is a scary thing to talk about but it's also important as you as you have acknowledged in your 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 older years and as you become a woman that you are now making that effort and taking control so that's really really exceptional and that's music in my ear because (laughs) where i sit it's really about as i always tell women you can put on the fanciest bra you can wear the most beautiful bra if your breast health is in a state of compromise that bra means absolutely nothing you can wear a million dollar bra you can buy the fanciest bra in the most bespoke shop 
And if you're not doing the right thing in terms of the checkups and all of that, then you are really just not taking the responsible approach to your true issues around breast and around breast esteem as an action. So sometimes we buy that fancy cover-up to cover up the fear that we may have of doing our self-examinations. And we may not, for example, want to buy into that whole thing about a 10-minute or 15-minute experience of screening and we may Mm. say oh my god that's painful but we may want that same esteem around buying a very expensive fancy bra or going for fancy bra experience and not paying attention to the fact that it would have been less time less effort and earlier recourse so i'm hearing you and i'm really really very pleased that we have had this or having this conversation because what it's doing is it's actually inspiring and empowering women your age and women of all ages to pay attention and particularly with your breast discovery i want to ask you i'm taking you back i'm taking you way back to what would have been your childhood your adolescence your puberty do you remember when your breasts started developing or when you noticed you were getting breasts? Yes, um, that would have started somewhere. I would have seen a slight change happening in Standard 5. And I remember there was this big, big deal about getting your period. And there was something called a young ladies club. And I remember that my teacher, she was like, if any of you are experiencing your monthlies, you can join a young ladies club. So I was just very curious to know why they lock the door on a lunchtime and have these, you know, very quiet conversations. So I actually lied to my teacher and said, you know, I'm going through some changes, miss, and I need to be in a young ladies group. Not knowing that upon entry, you actually had to share your experience of your first time. Of course, I made it up. Of course, my my teacher read between the lines and smelled the rat. But um, I think <laughs> at at standard five, I started to to see where my breast was starting to spread and do something very strange. It looked like a balloon ten days after your grandmother's fiftieth birthday party. Look, it looked really um, yeah it looked really deflated and like it was barely bulging or something of the sort and I just didn't know what to say about it and you know um, somebody started to tease me and say wow look go up a season you know and I was like why why is this happening to my body why couldn't just you know automatically appear and then later on when I became like 14 15 you know um, form three around there one started to to run off more than the other so it was like a whole relay happening on my chest and i just didn't understand what was happening so i said okay we would work it through and then in form five form four going into form five there was this big thing called a, a mayfair it's like this big bazaar that you have at school and as a moment everybody gets to, to show off their clothing and what they have and what they do have and 
all of these different things i remember i said candace you have to get a really nice bra that would be cute because you're no longer in your uniform you need to let people see what you look like outside of your uniform so i went and i got this really nice bra it was very uncomfortable it made me feel like i had mount everest on my chest because it was bigger (laughs) than what what i expected it to be and it i felt like a damn lorraine in the beginning but um but what was really uncomfortable is i'm a hugger i love to hug so i i forgot candace remember there's a big gap a big gap between the bra and your chest so you have to be careful about that Candace did not remember about that and I started hugging everybody and before you knew it as the hug got deeper my chest got flatter and you know it it was just weird everything was just weird so I remember that day like it was just yesterday and I said to myself Candace you need to stop you need to stop because you are not being true to yourself you're not being honest and people, you would see person's reaction like, okay, what happened there? I just felt like I sinked into her chest. You know, um, it wasn't like a, you know, Natural. you're going to trampoline and you bounce back. No, nothing like that. <laughs> it felt mm-hmm. like you sank into a deep pit. And that that really caused a lot, um, a lot psychologically on me. And um, I told myself, I just need to stop. I need to stop. And that is when I started to, you know go and get a proper bra fitted and um just wear my size and wear my cup and not try to go up any letters or the numbers but just stay in my lane you know that was um, very important to me and you feel more empowered having stayed in your lane yes yes that's true wow candace this has been more than empowering, way more than inspiring, way, way more than teachable because so many women and girls and teens and adolescents are having so many challenges around what is their comfort, what is their main feeling and sense of well-being around their breasts and as a breast esteem specialist and an innovator and pioneer in building up some of these discussions and opening up hard conversations when I speak to a woman like you I'm able to encourage more people by way of what we have just discussed and shared to feel at one with whatever they have wherever they are in their breast journey and so i am grateful that you joined this conversation that you are part of my breast kept secrets where we discuss and have conversations about our chests and things that we keep close to our heart candace We thank you so much for joining this conversation and we are glad that you are part of my breast kept secrets. Thank you. Before we sign off, I have 
one more ask of you. Please, is there one word, one phrase, or one parting message that you feel is important for someone who's listening to this podcast, this conversation, and that you feel needs to hear something that you have had and overcome because of your breast discovery? Yes, the phrase I would leave with everyone listening is to appreciate your breast and forget about the rest. <laughs> it's, it's that simple. I think it's very important for us to just appreciate, appreciate, appreciate because we don't know how long we will be here and we need to live in the now and the present and the best way to do that is through gratitude gratitude and appreciation wow thank you so much so this closes another amazing episode of my breast kept secrets conversations we keep on our chests and close to our hearts thank you for joining us thank you for following my breast kept secrets podcast we enjoy your company and we thank you for listening to this episode Please follow us on Instagram, like, share, and comment. Also, please remember that we are available on all major podcast channels. You can find us on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as on Spotify. Thank you for listening to My Breast Kept Secrets. We enjoyed your company and we look forward to your listening to our next episode.